And, you know, because nobody, I don't think, wants, nobody wants to wear a mask because it's just so inconvenient. Like, I got a, I got my money maker that I have to cover up every single day, and it's <laughs> annoying. Like, I, I, I have no other distinguishing features other than my jawline, and that's all I got going for me. <laughs> Covered so, up by Like, mask. personality, no. Body, no. I got nothing else. And so the hey, mask. the body is coming now. The, it's slowly but surely. I, I'm going to be You Nightwing. guys could see him right now. That's right. I'm filling out this leather jacket, this biker jacket. <laughs> hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Kenneth Jackson. I'm an actor from Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm Trey Riley. I'm a writer-director from Charlotte, North Carolina. And this is Cinevibes. Welcome back to another episode of Center Vibes, guys. We're excited to be talking to you again this week. That's right. Hope everyone is having a fantastic week. Oh, yeah. And if you're not, it's about to get better. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about all of the things COVID-19 and how it's affected our lives, how it's affected the film industry, and everything that's transpired since March until now when we can actually look back and kind of see where we've come from. And if you guys all remember, this started back in March, March. in our little corner of the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was this movie called No Time to Die that we were all excited to go see. Oh, yeah. And it got postponed. It got pushed back. And we're like, hmm, mm. eh, whatever. Like, one movie. Yeah. Since then, from then till now, how many? 170 oh. films have been delayed, and the impact to the world has been tremendous, as we all know, but specifically the film industry, almost 200,000 jobs have been affected mm-hmm. or lost during this time. Yeah. And that was just near the beginning when things were getting crazy, so I don't even think there's numbers on what that cumulative total is to date, but... All that to say, it's been a heck of a year, and I know for me personally, one that I thought was going to be very full of short filmmaking, and I'm sure Ken feels the same way, mm-hmm. and it didn't quite work out, did it, Ken? Mm, I, honestly, I, 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 I'll have to go with no on this one. Um, no, it did not pan out as I had hoped. 2020 was really a year that would be really defining for me because I was graduating from college and moving on into the real world. And hopefully that real world was going to be going to theaters every weekend, you know, watching film and, you know, going to plays, different sort of like venues, music, all that moving to Atlanta and just didn't didn't pan out. Uh, nothing, nothing as far as the entertainment industry was popping at all still it's not it's very reticent to come back and (laughs) even some productions that i was slated to be on were postponed and i have not heard anything back and i know i have plenty of actor friends other friends that are in the industry and they've had productions just postponed indefinitely so they do not know when that's going to be popping back. But it's been a tough year for the entertainment industry. Go hug your friend <laughs> in the entertainment industry because they need you. <laughs> they need a hug right now. Yeah. I mean, outside of just the film world, 
all the entertainment platforms, theater, design, and advertising, any sort of things dealing with that, anything creative, fashion, mm-hmm. all those things, just like devastated. So when you think about that total loss, I don't know if we can really understand what that impact is right now, other than that people still haven't been able to bounce back. Mm-hmm. People like Ken working in the acting realm of things, you know, still struggling to find roles or projects that weren't able to do anything. I mean, mm-hmm. out of safety and rightfully so, but it's been a tough time. When did you think this is going to like be a, the whole year? Like, Did you ever think the whole year was going to be scrapped or was it like month by month? Absolutely not. Honestly, it's so hilarious that you mentioned it because... When I when it all started, it was back in March and there were these rumors of COVID and I was still going to classes. I was still doing all of this in Clemson. I was working. I had worked up to that point three months choreography for like fight choreography for a play that I was an understudy in and doing all of this dance and fighting choreography, all that sort of stuff. And then March rolls around and we're starting to hear more and more about COVID. We're like, okay, we've heard of it before. Like, I think we started getting wind of it in January, really starting to get a little bit more concerned with it. And then March rolls around and we're slowly starting to get the set built for the play. We've got, you know, uh, other productions that I'm slated to be in later that year, uh, supposed to be kicking off. Like other things were supposed to happen. And then, you know, we all had this idea the week before COVID hit and it was, oh, it's, you know, it's just going to be a week after spring break. It's, we're just going to come back. Like maybe it's going to be another week we take off just in case, you know, it does get bad. It's just going to be a week, maybe two at max, maybe two at Mm -hmm. max. Like there's no way it's going to go past. And I never returned to Clemson's <laughs> campus. I mean, I did like walk around uh, during the summer sure. on their campus, but it was it was not any classes on campus. There was nothing. A whole entire school was shut down, and I was not expecting it to be even now. Like I felt bad for the May graduates because I was like, they're probably not going to get to walk. They're going to have to wait until I walk in August. Like, they have to wait. And I was like, I'm going to be fine, hopefully. And I, in my mind, as a graduate, I'm like, I'm hoping the job market is kind of bouncing back, too, so I can get somewhat of a job outside to start sustaining myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, August rolls around and my graduation gets pushed back, all that sort of stuff. So I was not expecting it to be you know, more than two weeks. And I think that's how many people went into this whole thing with like, I think many filmmakers were probably like, oh, well, we'll just have to wait like, you know, a month maybe at most to get back to work. And Mm -hmm. that month turned into eight. (laughs) Yeah, I remember also in March, we were shooting a short film that I was working on Mm -hmm. with my buddy Travis Carr. And everyone was kind of a little worried about COVID stuff, but like no one was taking precautions. And this was before any protocols or anything were developed. But 
we ended up shooting and then within the next two weeks like everything just like fully shut down yeah. it was almost like you know in the south when you have a snow day and like no one goes anywhere Mm-mm. like yep. that became everyone for like a solid like three or four months yep. like across the country you know our backyard everywhere mm-hmm. and um i guess towards the end of the summer things kind of started trying to open back up mm-hmm. but like the creative areas didn't really see anything happen there so mm-hmm. i was trying to shoot my short film and youth right uh, we got yeah youth we got pushed back three times and then it just we lost a season that we needed to shoot so now yeah. just like oh there's 170 other films gotta push it to next where 2021 i mean you know who knows you know because it's like firing back up again it seems like and yeah it's like a people getting more and more antsy but yet things are getting worse and now yeah. it's just like can i be a just terrible combination i feel like yeah i feel like a lot of people right now are like 2021 please be our silver lining please please bring some normalcy back to our lives because you know it's i think it's very true and it was something that I had talked to some people before and it was like, you know, when do you think masks will finally go away? When do you think we'll mm-hmm. not have to wear a mask? And some people I've talked to were like, oh, we'll just have to wait till the vaccine comes out. And then hopefully a few months after that, it'll be back to normal. And, you know, cause nobody, I don't think wants, nobody wants to wear a mask because it's just so inconvenient. Like I got a, I got my money maker that I have to cover up every single day and it's annoying. <laughs> like I, I, I have no other distinguishing features other than my jawline and that's all I got going for me. <laughs> covered so, up by like mask. personality. No body. No, I got nothing else. And so the hey, mask the body is coming though. The, it's slowly, but surely. I, I'm going to be You Nightwing. guys could see him right now. That's right. I'm filling out this leather jacket, this biker jacket. <laughs> told told Trey I was going to join a biker gang on the call. But uh, I... I that, That's the most annoying thing is people wearing masks and everything. And I asked them, you know, some of those people, they were like, oh, it's just going to be for, you know, a little bit. Hopefully it'll go back to normal. Some people were like, this is the new normal. This is how it's going to be. Like, there's no going back because of the amount of fear that COVID has put into people for, like, viruses and such and Mm -hmm. pandemics. And honestly, yeah, we should because imagine bubonic plague take three comes out and we need to wear masks and we need to cover up. We need to do all this. Like, that's, you know, that's something that we need to be prepared for and have some plan for. And I think this is a good way for us to be like okay now we've gone through something similar now we definitely need to get our together right Mm -hmm. and so i think it's been a big deal for people like with you talking about being on sets the whole entire dynamic of being on set has changed the entire dynamic has changed for me as an actor and also for filmmakers as well it was hinted at of like the you know filmmaking is a very personal Uh, It's a very personal business. So many times you'll see a director with the actors like sitting in like literally sitting right next to each other talking about the scene. If it's a very powerful scene, they're sitting Mm -hmm. right next to each other. They're talking like it's very intimate. That's something that COVID guidelines 
You know, you'll get slapped on the wrist by an officer, a COVID officer now, if you're sitting too close to somebody without a mask. And Mm -hmm. especially like if you're an actor or somebody who's behind the camera, like you have to be covered up at all times and also be like making sure you're washing your hands, checking your temperature, all that sort of stuff. And we talked with Justin Robinson and he was talking about how he had some productions that he just that he's waiting for all of this to blow over to do productions again because it's such an intimate process making films Mm -hmm. and he's like i'm not gonna do it because if i have to sit there i mean it can get done you can make movies without having the ability to exhale onto someone else you can do that it's just very inconvenient when it comes to trying to like get things across because we do so much with our faces we're so used to using our faces to convey things smiling if i'm sitting there with a mask i had some friends who were servers and i'm like it's got to be so tough wearing a mask you know talking to the customers because you can just sit there and smile at them and they just think you're staring at them like a weirdo (laughs) so (laughs) and so we convey so much with you know our faces Mm -hmm. that we don't like these nonverbal cues and i think that's such a huge thing for the industry is that you know we're getting it done. Those face shields, masks, all the sorts is definitely doing the trick for getting productions done. And Godspeed to everybody who has to do that. Thank you to all the like COVID officers and all that that are like doing this for us to make sure we're safe on set. But it's also uh, one of those where it's really like a personal experience that some people just are like, I can't do it. I can't wear a mask and do this. Yeah. Even with all that, you lose something without the face-to-face interaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then there's just like a little bit of fear, probably, sitting in the back of everyone's mind, you know, because how many productions tried to start back up and then within a few weeks, like, there's an outbreak and, you know, cast and crew alike were getting COVID and, yep. you know, then you shut down for another month and... You know, that's not, like, when movies have delays, that's what makes them bad. Yeah. Because just, you lose that energy, that steam to mm-hmm. continue going forward. And that's kind of all COVID's done is either cancel or just delay and just chop up these productions. And it's sad. I mean, mm-hmm. thankfully, I don't have any sort of large financial investments that are being, like, put through the ringer with all right. this. but. You know, studios argue that they're, you know, moments from going bye-bye or, you know, theaters saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, maybe they are, maybe they're not, but they're certainly hurting. I yeah. mean, it's impossible for them not to be. Yeah. So that's an interesting thing to look at in the next few years. Like, what changes? Does anything stay permanent or does it, you know, just eventually go back to normal and then everyone's laughing and having a good time? Yeah. I don't know. I I hope it does because as, you know, uh, this can be said for anybody on set, whether you're sound, whether you're grip, whether you're best boy, it doesn't really matter what your position is on set, but it's a personal interaction that I think is really important. Like having, not worrying about a mask, not worrying about, oh, does this person have Rona? Like, oh, he coughed. Like now we're all doomed, (laughs) right? Yeah. So now it's no longer that. Uh, or I wish it was not that, but it's it's to the point where 
I would be on set in my mask and everything, and I'm having a conversation with the other actor, actress, uh, or the director, and I have to have my mask on the entire time. I'm going to do it because I care for their health and their well-being, but I'm also like, I really wish I could smile at you. You know what I mean? Not like in mm-hmm. a like creepy, <laughs> but in a more of like, you know, so you understand what I'm feeling rather than me having to like try and crinkle my eyes to make it look like I'm smiling. You know what I mean? And I think it just adds like a disconnect from, you know, the emotional like life and energy from a film. And, you know, it, as I mentioned, like there are people that are doing it. It's just not at the same level of intimacy as it was before. And I think, you know, with productions being pushed back and productions being, pushed and pushed and pushed it's also probably stunting a lot of like creativity at the same time it's almost like you've got a bunch of horses you're you're at the kentucky derby all right and you got a bunch of horses just somehow <laughs> they found some energy drink in their stalls they got a kick of like a bunch of bangs in their like yeah. water right everything was doused and bang and they're just like just raring to go like they literally cannot sit still at all and they're wanting to run and that's exactly how i feel the entire entertainment industry is right now is they're like Mm -hmm. let us be back to normal you know and i think that's where a lot of that restlessness you talked about is coming from is people are like i want to do things that with covid guidelines i can't Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's brutal there's no other way to describe it Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I'm hopeful, too, and even within 2021, you know, once the vaccine gets rolling out and things like that, you know, I, I think people are going to slowly be able to get back to that normal. And, you know, it's going to take some time still, like, even when it's like, this is done. Like, I don't know if that'll ever be said, but mm-hmm. if for some re- reason that's able to be said... You know, it'll still take time after that to kind of get everything back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, on set, at least these larger productions, you know, we see these articles about the bubble. Mm-hmm. You've seen it in sports as well. Like, yep. I know the NBA, when they're playing uh, in the playoffs, they're talking about the bubble. What is What is the bubble? So the bubble is something that I think many people would just equate to quarantining, but in a more like like literally you're quarantined off it's almost like boy in the bubble type thing that's why we call it <laughs> the bubble is the fact that you cannot have any like any interactions with the outside world at all and if you do you better have a bottle of hand sanitizer right by you cuz mm-hmm. you know or a mask immediately there because you pretty much are being quarantined with let's say you're an actor and you get booked on a production, like a big production, you would have to sit for two weeks in your hotel trailer, wherever they put you up and pretty much minimize your contact with anybody from the outside or even on the inside as well. They pretty much are like, if you're going anywhere outside of your room, wear a mask and it's mandatory. It's like they're not playing around either. This is not like mm-hmm. you're walking into Kroger and they're like, "Oh, we'd like you to wear a mask." No. <laughs> this is like if you don't wear your mask, we're going to escort you back to your room. And it's a it's something that it's it's quarantine times 10 in the fact that you yeah. you're you're in an 
environment that you literally are just you're not in your room you know what i mean you're in a hotel room right and so you're displaced from where you're usually supposed to be because it can't be the odd chance that someone just drops by and you know you know it's like oh hey i just wanted to stop by and say hi no that's not happening so yeah. it's a big thing uh and the bubble i think to many people is probably one of the most uh strange the most strange thing about all of this is the fact that it is a precaution for uh covid and it takes such a long time so you have to wait two weeks and then let's say you're shooting a film if you're a lead or some uh big part you may be shooting for two three weeks and then after that three weeks i don't know if the I, I don't i'm kind of fuzzy on it but i don't know if they'll just let you go or if you have to wait as well to make sure that you're still fine um mm -hmm. but it can easily take about a month or two months out of your life uh of just straight quarantining and so mm -hmm. you know many times the sports world will talk about players but uh breaching the bubble <laughs> about right. these players you know they just were they weren't feeling it and they just wanted to pop down to their local gentleman's club and get some wings and uh <laughs> i remember this was a, at the gentleman's <laughs> club huh yeah it was a story it was about like some i can't remember what basketball player it was but he 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 went, oh i remember this yeah he he was like yeah i need to uh, go. He, they found that out. They found out that he went to a gentleman's club, and they were like, "What are you doing? Why did you do that? You know what? You know what it does, right?" He's like, "Hey, man, they got my favorite wings in town." Uh, no, you can't do that. <laughs> you nah. can't breach the bubble. You can't do that. And he couldn't play right after that. Yeah, after that, he wasn't eligible to play, and that's how serious it is. Is that if you break the bubble, you're you're pretty much throwing away your ability to work on whatever it is whether it's a sports team or on a production because mm -hmm. i mean you know we talk about quarantine as like you and me but like we're still going to the grocery store mm -hmm. you know popping in the gas station you know like the essential things you need to do but you know this is like other people are doing that for you mm -hmm. and like you don't go anywhere yeah. And you only interact with the same people mm -hmm. for fear of anyone bringing anything in and yep. jacking up the whole thing. It, it's something that I think that it was kind of touched on. So I watched a little bit of a documentary or at least a lecture on the bubonic plague just because like all of this got me kind of thinking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the other extreme. The other extreme of what could be. And it was talking about cities that were kind of doing that in the fact that they were turning away people from entering the city and or the town. And they would be like, no, you can't come here. Like, you, you've got to go away. And so they were kind of doing that bubble thing in the fact that they were like, we're staying in our town and we're going to wait, wait this out. And mm -hmm. so I think that's what most of those productions are doing. It's just like we want to keep as much foreign contamination out as possible. Yeah becoming their own small town mm -hmm. yeah it makes sense i mean to the credit of that and the folks managing covid on set i compared to the number of films i know that have started back the number i've heard of that have been delayed again is pretty small mm -hmm. so whether that's them being pretty quiet or you know not having many outbreaks mm -hmm. i think that's a testament to finally 
kind of figuring out a way to live your life but still be safe. Yeah, I I think it's interesting how and many people they're talking about the theaters now. So AMC, Regal, all of these theaters worldwide. It's a big thing that I I I don't know if people understand the impact of cinema and also just entertainment in general on our lives. You know, I don't think any anybody in the world could go their entire life without talking about a movie or music or art. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think that this quarantine has shown that we need it more than ever. We need some form of culture and these uh, films and music and all of this uh, even more so in the toughest times. And that's why I think we're so raring to go and many people have talked about theaters shutting down and not like traditional theaters which traditional theaters they're still shut down broadway is still shut down and they're mm-hmm. they canceled their entire season up until next uh, i think like around the springtime yeah, yeah it's around that time and it's still very much shut down in these traditional theaters but even like movie theaters there's places like amc still giving it a go at you know spaced out seats and fewer people allowed in the theater mask mandates all this sort of stuff and i think a lot of people felt like they were watching the demise of film Mm -hmm. in a sense and i think many people in the industry were kind of like it it was very bleak at the beginning of everything because every nothing was happening like you said those three you know four week four months that nothing was happening i think many people in the industry were like where's my job (laughs) (laughs) it's just gone yeah so amc is the number one exhibitor in the world for theaters just like as a company Mm -hmm. i guess theaters screens however they measure that and then you have cineworld and regal which are second Mm mm-hmm and then Cinemark is third. AMC and Cinemark are staying open, even though they waited until only maybe, what, about two months ago? Yeah. October, September, something like that to reopen. Meanwhile, Regal was already open, and now Regal's closed. Yeah. It's interesting that they flip-flop like that, but also that AMC hasn't shut back down. Yeah. But I think at this point, I guess if they can operate, they stay open, but... Mm-hmm. they know that some people are going to come and maybe that's worth it to them. I don't know. I mean, yeah, you need movies to have a theater open and mm-hmm. you can only release Jaws and Jurassic Park so many times before people are like, all right, we got it. Like right. classics theater. Yes. Cool. This is nice. Okay. And, you know, I check every now and then to see what's showing because, you know, I get a little antsy and want to go, but then choose not to because i mean it's the same movies that were there four months ago so yeah i think you know eventually it's just like no one goes because it's just done like yeah if there's nothing new to watch like what's the point Mm -hmm. and obviously that's gonna end like theaters will reopen new movies will come back out i think we all know that but like you mentioned people are thinking like, well, what's the future? And we've talked about this in previous episodes about streaming and all those types of services, which for me has only made me think about, well, what if this had happened in, you know, 1995? Right. Like, either we're all going to be in really amazing shape 
because we're going to go exercise and work out to pass the time. <laughs> or we're all going to lose our minds and like just start, uh, I don't know, an uproar and fighting each other for no reason. Like, mm-hmm. I think we're in a perfect time to have something like this happen, but it does make you question entertainment-wise, are we going to shift away from some things permanently? And I would tend to be on the side of no. Yeah. Straight up no, I don't see that. And I'll be the last one sitting in a theater. Like, they'll have to <laughs> drag the, me out of the there. The usher cause... is just trying to, like, <laughs> take him, and he's holding on to his bucket of popcorn and his big gold My soda. Twizzlers and, and, and everything. All that sort of stuff, and he's just hanging on to the seat, and they're trying to drag him by his feet. He's, like, <laughs> kicking at him. No. <laughs> This is my theater. You can't take this from me. It's all I have. <laughs> no, I definitely agree. I, I don't think that anything is going to be shifting away from theater. I think if more than anything, it's a hibernation uh, of the entertainment industry. And theaters just, they'll come back because there's just this thing about going to theaters that I I think is just magical. And the fact that you cannot press stop. You cannot leave without missing something. You know what I mean? And it's almost like mm-hmm. you're committed to watching this film. And if you don't watch it and you miss out on some stuff, well, that there's no going back. And I think that the industry, it'll bounce back the same way. I think that, you know, with music and other venues, I think they'll definitely pop back up as soon as possible. Uh, as soon as they can because you know they're doing their best with social distancing they're doing outside events social distance masks mandate all that sort of stuff uh, like drive-in theaters are still are starting to pop up a lot more mm-hmm. and they're starting to become a little bit more uh, uh, I think if I think drive-in theaters were at a low and then covid probably brought them back a little bit and so yeah. I think that in some ways people are trying to get around COVID and its effects. But I think once mask mandate and the virus, uh, the uh, antibodies and everything are released, like the vaccine is released for COVID, I think everyone's going to start loosening their grip on everything. And I'd seen Mm -hmm. a quick article about how the stocks of... Uh, Regal were starting to go back up after the vaccine was announced. So mm. there's the you can see it. It's a glimmer. It's the not investors. Yeah, see the light at the end of the tunnel. They're seeing that there is a chance for it to make a resurgence, and I think it will. And I think all of art will, because I think many people will come out of this with a greater appreciation for what they're what they're missing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because even at some point. All the stuff we can do online or in our own homes, it runs out. Like we need to interact with each other to create. Like that's the nature of being a creative or collaborating. Mm-hmm. Like you can't Zoom call. I mean, as much as you want to, and it's cool. I've heard of things like that happening, like reading scenes and stuff, but like you can't Zoom call a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can make a movie about Zoom calls, which I've seen, and they're actually pretty intense, and that's a cool thing to do, but like you can't live through that. And so, you know, I I think that eventually 
we come back from this. And thankfully, I mean, at least in my own personal experience, I haven't had a loss of anything substantial financially or you know emotionally in that way, which I'm super thankful for. But, you know, I can't imagine, you know, the people that rely on this as they're living. And, like, each day is going to feel like, you know, a year just waiting and hoping that the next day something positive comes out. And it's like, oh, well, numbers spiked again. And it's just mm-hmm. like, I don't know, it'd be tough. And uh, so for all our listeners that have had that experience or have people in your circle that have had that experience, you know, our hearts are with you because yeah. it's been tough. And all we all want to do at the end of the day is create things together. Yeah. And whatever we have to do to do that is the ultimate goal. And not that we need to say it, but just because it should be said at some point, just wear a freaking mask. All right, I guess. <laughs> like, gosh, dang, that's all it takes. And everyone just, I don't know. It seems so simple to me, but yeah. I digress. Yeah, I I got into a little bit of a conversation with uh, a bunch of people, and I, I definitely do agree. Like, we definitely feel for those that have been affected, whether it's medically or financially, from covid or at least like maybe emotionally and mentally from the entire debacle and everything that's going on Uh, because i've heard of people that have had loved ones pass away and you see these stories of people that you know they're kind of the anomaly they're healthy they're you know no issues with the immune system and then they get knocked out by covid you know Mm -hmm. and i think it's something that we're all kind of uh, in the periphery, we're like, oh, man, I just don't want to believe it. I don't want to because it just yeah. makes my life so much more difficult. Um, but I definitely agree that wearing a mask is the least you can do. And it's the like one of the most like impactful things you can do, honestly. So yeah. it, it doesn't require too much. It's just in the presence of other people or others. Uh, it definitely decreases regardless of whatever like study you see. Cause I know in the beginning I was like very skeptical of wearing masks and I'm like masks, they don't, they don't do anything. But in the grand scheme of things, if you look at like a bunch of videos that tested masks and wearing that and like speaking to other people, uh, it, the transmission goes down a mm-hmm. lot. Um, so it definitely, it's very important to wear the mask and then also just practice just good hygiene, all that sort of stuff. Um, so it, it's something that is very inconvenient to a lot of people. I used to, I, I talked to this friend of mine cause I love to play devil's advocate a lot. And <laughs> this was something that he was very passionate about. And that's, that's one thing that, um, I'll do is I'll argue points. Uh, but, once I start feeling that it's getting a little too personal with him, I'm kind of like, all right, I'll back off. Uh, <laughs> but I was talking to him. I was like, he was uh, he was an advocate 100% for wearing masks. And I was like, I'm not going to say, I'm going to just say I agree with you 100%. I think we all should wear masks 100%. But let me play devil's advocate real quick and say that, you know, it's going to, like, coronavirus is not going to go away. It's not going to have, you know, we're going to have to deal with this 
for the next few years. And wearing masks is, you know, we're, we're pretty much delaying the inevitable. I was playing dev- devil's advocate and he got passionate talking about, you know, all the reasons why, you know, you need to wear a mask and why it's important. And so I, I definitely see both sides, but I definitely side with wearing a mask. Yeah, and I mean, again, we're not a medical channel or anything, but... Well, hold on. Just... Look at my doctorate on my uh, <laughs> wall. Uh, I, I've, oh, you I, get a doctorate from Clemson. I have a doctorate from the University of Facebook, and oh, it says okay. that, you know, I'm, I'm fully capable of talking about subjects I may or may not understand. <laughs> Absolutely. I think everyone <laughs> on Facebook has that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you're standing across a football field from someone, you don't need a mask. Yeah. It's fine. Like we're not saying that. But when you're standing in a small room with 10 people, mm-hmm. like that's that's why you need to wear one. Yeah. Just to clarify that, if you want to go running on trail, you don't need one. Yeah. I unless you're afraid of like squirrels sneezing. I mean, if that's the case right. then And, you know, I don't think animals have had any of that affect them. So again, <laughs> you're still fine. You're still fine. But yeah, I mean, I the only reason we're even saying any of this is because one, we got off on a tangent. Yes. And two, everyone wants to return to normal. And the more we can do to help each other, the quicker we can do that. The quicker we get back to making movies. Yeah. I'm, you know, here at the end of this, I want to kind of go through some of these that have been delayed and just talk to Ken about ones I'm excited to see whenever they do eventually come out. But yeah, you know, even personally, like I want to make films again. Ken wants to get mm-hmm. cast in films again or pick to. up on Please. ones that, <laughs> you know, he had to hang on to for a while. So yep. that's the story everywhere. Uh, you know, any sort of avenue, like, we want to get back to doing something and being able to show that to people. So mm-hmm. just got to buckle down and do it. And I don't personally think that's a lot to ask, but I know there's others that definitely disagree with me, which is yeah. fine. Like, okay. It's 2020. But, uh, everyone disagrees with each other. You know, I'm going to stand somewhere <laughs> that you're not standing is all I'm saying. I'm just going to not be around. It's great. Of the movies, and there's probably a handful, Ken, what are some that you're really bummed about not being able to see this year that you're hoping sneak out next year? I feel like you know my answer already. Uh, I feel like you already know the number one. Is John Wick 4 coming out in 2021? Okay, so John Wick 4, they haven't announced it yet. I, I've called... I've called the directors multiple times. I've left voicemails. They haven't gotten back to me. I'm about to send out a letter tomorrow and hopefully that gets to them. I've, I've sprayed it, you know, with, uh, all, you know, hand sanitizer, all that sort of stuff. Make sure it's good to go. Safe. It can pass through. Um, but no, it's one that it really, I was looking forward to it. I was talking about it today at work cause we were talking about movies that were delayed. Dune. Mm. Yeah. Dune, I was looking so heavily towards it because my boy, Timothy Chalamet, I know he killed it. And then everybody else that's in there, Oscar Isaac, and you've got a stacked cast of everybody else, like Zendaya, Jason Momoa, and many others. is in there as well, I think. Yeah, Javier Bardem. 
Like all mm-hmm. of these fantastic actors, and I know they just absolutely blew it out the water. So, and then I know that Denis Villeneuve killed it as well with like his background with sci-fi. So it was something mm-hmm. that I was really looking forward to this year. And uh, if I had to throw out another one, since you asked me, Batman. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that one, I'm pretty sure that was supposed to release next year, but... Uh, it did get pushed. It, it got for pushed the same reason. again, so... Yeah. I feel like Dune had the best chance of any 2020 film of coming out with yeah. the way it was scheduled. Yep. And then that was kind of like our last hope. Once it got pushed, then it's like, ah, eh, nothing's coming out. Mm-hmm. Although... I did see that Wonder Woman 1984 is getting a simultaneous HBO Max release mm. with a theater release on Christmas Day. Ah, uh, okay. So that one's tough for me because I really want to see that one in theaters, but I'm sad that a lot of people are going to watch it on HBO on their phones or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Their computer. Um, I don't know. I just, that one, it just needs to be seen in theater. At least the mm-hmm. first time. Yeah. But, yeah, I think another one for me was Top Gun. Top Gun. Like, I have been pumped for that ever since I saw the first one many, many years ago. Yeah. Because there's always been those little rumors like, oh, Top Gun 2, Top Gun 2. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Tom Cruise is back and he looks better than he did in the first one. How is that possible? <laughs> I don't know. Reverse aging. He's found it. Benjamin Button disease. <laughs> and, you know, just... It could be literally the same story, and I would eat it up. I don't even care. Like, that's the kind of movie that is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that one getting pushed was a pretty big bummer. Yeah. And I mentioned it at the beginning of the pod, but no time to die. Like, the last oh, yeah. outing with Daniel Craig, you know, doing James Bond, that was a tough blow. I was really excited about that. Yeah. And, like, now that song by Billie Eilish is just sitting there waiting for us to hear it on the soundtrack in the film. Like, we've heard it so for so much. I think I think that released somewhere near the beginning of the year. Like, No Time to Die. Yeah. And so it's... We've been sitting on that song and we're like, yeah, this is a banger, but <laughs> I need to see the film it was written for. I'm trying not to listen to it much. I don't want to get that fatigue, you know, where you're like, oh, I'm sick of this. Like, fast and then, forward. And then when you hear it in the theater, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I know every single, like, yeah. turn of the music. Turns so. into a musical. Yep. James Bond. James Bond musical, you know? Like, I don't think they've tried. Well, maybe they have. Uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, tangent. Somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, and I, then just I, one other one, uh, A Quiet Place. Part two. Oh, yeah. That yes. was like literally March 20th. I remember that was the week that everything kind of just started blowing up and everything mm-hmm. was starting to shut down. Yeah. So, like, they were right there, like, about to. Like, Almost about to drop. They're about to push play and they're like, oh, we're canceling it all. Mm. So they're just, they're just sitting on it. Yeah. I don't like, I wonder how that feels. Like, these massive movies, and they're just sitting there. Like, you wake up each day, like, you know, your movie is done. It's like you're not working on it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just gathering dust on a hard drive somewhere. Yeah. Like, you know, John Krasinski, for instance, you know, with Quiet Place. Like, how's that feel for him? Like, he's not doing anything else much, I'm sure, so. Mm-hmm. 
it's got to be so antsy. Like you want to show it to people and you want to release it, not only because of the amount of money you'd make from like theater release, but just for the experience of saying, I released that in theaters. I had that distributed mm-hmm. across the United States and worldwide. Like that's got to be something that you're literally right there. Like you said, you're at the finish line. You're literally about to release it. And then, nope, you have to wait a whole year and a half. Such a bummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's how we all kind of feel. And even beyond that, just the films that have been pushed back. Maybe they were about to go into production in June or July. Like, nope. Like, you know, every film had that effect. And then a lot of those cascaded on top of each other if they were sequels or... Like all the Star Wars stuff and anything with these, you know, sagas with Fast and Furious, um, Marvel, all those just like compiling on top of each other. Mm -hmm. I hate to be the person trying to reschedule all this. Just seems like (laughs) the worst job on earth and wouldn't want to do it. No, the rescheduling guy is probably already like, he probably was... let's say let's say he was like 28 going into the job he's a solid like 48 with the amount of like stress he's probably going through right now just completely aged all the way through <laughs> midlife crisis yeah he's bypassed all of that he's already like looking at land in florida you know <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic so I think it's been a tough year for the entire industry it's been a tough year for the entire world uh I'm I'm almost, I I still enjoy them, but I'm almost getting tired of the 2020 memes um, because Mm -hmm. I just recently saw there's like another like metal obelisk that was found in another part of the world. Did you see that it was, uh, they found one in the desert somewhere? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Was that out West or in another country? No, that was out West. That was here in America. They found it somewhere, I think in Nevada or New Mexico. And it was like some, Mm -hmm. some obelisk. And now they found another one probably in like, I don't know, New Zealand or whatever. And it's like 2021 aliens. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So they better drop no time to die before we actually literally have. We actually (laughs) we actually die. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, every movie has told us when aliens show up, it's not good for us. It's not the best. You know, we might think COVID as an invasive pandemic is pretty bad try a bunch of little <laughs> little gray aliens with lasers <laughs> yeah we would love to hear from you guys we want to know what your story has been what 2020 has been like for you uh what you've been able to do perhaps if you've been able to somehow find some work or if your projects have carried on mm-hmm. or what you've had to pass it up on or what you're excited about in 2021 you know we're open books and we want to hear from you guys as well with that yeah and as you know the best way to reach us is at our email cinevibescast at gmail.com or if you're strolling along instagram double tapping on everything you see you can also go to the cinevibes and double tap that follow and keep up with all the things we're doing on there yeah 
regardless of all that we had talked about, we really wish that, you know, wish you well and hope that this year has shown some mercy with the amount of uh, setbacks it has laid to people's plans. But we thank you so much for sticking with us through this season. We're coming to the end of the season, the first season of Cinevibes, which you guys aren't ready for the amount of hype we have for season two. We've got a lot of things in the works and we've got some really cool projects that we're going to be working on. So stay tuned. We thank you so much for tuning in and listening. And... Yeah.